Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Scene one, Apple, take one. Hi, today we have Michael Reed, who is Bobby Patterson, and Augie Duke, who is Jules, in a new movie that is called 645, and Craig Singer, who is the writer and director. Welcome all. Fascinating film. As I told Craig earlier, I'm still thinking about it and kind of digesting. It is a lot to digest. Hi, hello. Hi, it sure is. <laughs> the writing props go to Robert Dean Klein. Right, that's right. Your writing partner. That's correct. That is very true. But thank you. Augie, actually, we have met before. I know you look familiar. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll say just one thing. Bad kids go to hell. Oh, my gosh, that's a throwback to my past. Yes, wow. at New York Comic Con and then the yes. party for the film in San Diego. So that's how long it's been. Wow. Yeah, so wow. it's good to see you. When I heard you were in this, I go, oh, I got to talk to her again. I got to see what she's doing. Sci-Fi Talk continues, so stay tuned. Get ready for an adrenaline-packed ride with Snag, now streaming on Redbox On Demand. This gritty modern-day fairy tale follows a lone wolf, who has rescued the love of his life from a dangerous criminal mob. With heart-pumping action and intense suspense, Snag will keep you on the edge of your seat from beginning to end. Don't miss out on this must-see movie. Stream Snag instantly on Redbox today. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. I have a special code available so you can see the movie. Email me at scifitalk at aol.com to get your code. So for all of you, and, you know, Craig can kick us off and then Augie, basically the way I see it is the relationship really is the core of this film. Speak to that, developing that relationship during the course of the movie. Well, I was just enjoying how much you were saying you love the film. I would like, you should interview yourself so we could just listen to you talk about how much you love it. Um, I, I look at it as a romance. It's kind of a romance with, we're, it's like a shaggy dog story where things go from bad to worse. And in this case, they, they go terribly awry for young Bobby and Jules on the island of Bog Grove. So I think it would have been easy to, to, to deliver the cheap thrills. And I think we wanted to elevate the material as best we could collectively. We, we did a lot of rewriting uh, internally and on the day to try to keep it a little bit sharper and smarter than, than the average, uh, time loop film which has become quite fashionable lately and kind of sort of a cottage industry when we wrote originally the 645 there were really there hadn't been this proliferation of time loop films and subsequently there's been a lot so we not only had to be different and differentiate ourselves tonally but we had the challenge of uh you know facing the day that repeats without it becoming too monotonous and repetitive so you know it's all about the acting the performances that that get the credit there. Well, we also wanted the relationship to be authentically real. And because we are real life partners, I think in that, in that direction, you know, so that yeah. we yeah. wanted to be real as any relationship could be. Michael. Wow. That is quite a journey for this character for you. Uh, I mean, talking about an arc. Oof. Really? Yeah. Thank you. It's, it was uh, definitely, this was one of my favorite roles by far uh, that I've worked on. It gave me the challenges that I worked with the crew that, that and cast that I wanted to and getting to share this deep relationship. This kind of complex 
dirty relationship on on screen with my real life partner was amazing because you don't need to find in some stranger that you're working meeting right so there's just so many levels already with us and uh, i'm sure that was a load off of craig's mind also that he didn't have to uh pussyfoot around it's things and elements it was already there because i knew individually i was crazy about them as people and we'd become quite friendly putting this film together and i knew as a couple they work obviously there's chemistry but that always doesn't naturally translate to the to the screen and while individually i knew how talented they were it was a little bit of a a gamble because once you get on set and you're you're there on the day it could have gone differently so we were really fortunate that their chemistry it really translated from from personal to professional. Yeah, it could have gone terribly. It, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you're right, Craig. Absolutely could have gone totally the opposite. We could have butted heads depending on the relationship you're in. Things could have been different, complicated that didn't need to be because of that relationship. So, yeah, we were on the, the good spectrum side. of. The but the thing, thing is, we were allowed to butt heads though in this relationship because it wasn't like this new romantic sort of relationship that's new it's like we've been together so the history was there so in a way butting head sort of good if we did on set yeah. you know it's a good point Augie. yeah what's the challenge of probably what you would do is just to save time shoot in the same location but shoot different scenes starting with you craig how do you keep this those scenes fresh so you go from one to the other and, and it's I tell you, if you could cut it together and just show all those scenes in one location, you can see how their relationship evolves. You can make a movie out of that easily. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think we were really mindful of the fact that um, the repetitive nature of, of this, the plot and the story could could be a little bit overbearing. So we, we wanted the days to each have their own kind of DNA. And I think they do. I think the film has a really nice balance of not only the days, but then we open it up a little bit and we have different locations such as the jail and the bar and um, the exteriors. So I, I feel that there's a nice kind of a, a well-balanced meal, if you will, in terms of the film. It's, you know, there's a almost a three hour version of 645, which is my favorite version, which will probably never see the light of day. Maybe one day we'll re-release it, but I think it's a very lean and mean film. It's very economical. Um, there's a nice balance to it. And uh, yeah, while we did film a lot in the bed and breakfast, we, we you know, we do get outside of that location. And I think audiences are going to have a, a hell of a lot of fun, not only watching the film, but even potentially revisiting the film. Well, we did what is called block shooting. So Michael, you can enter this oh, program. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean that one of the challenges of the repeat days, of course, that, you know, the writers uh, are keeping it fresh in their end. The, and I have to do the same thing as well, but it becomes difficult because, you know, you're shooting day one, five, eight, ten, and a hundred back to back, same camera angle, basically. They might mix it up a little bit, but it's the same setup, basically. And so I'm going through this huge gamut of uh, emotions on the fly, like lickety split. And it's that's super challenging. But I think Craig secretly liked how I was going kind of schizo, getting driven mad on set like that. It kind of really played into yeah. it. So. Because every day you know what's happening. He wakes up knowing what just happened the night before. So his job is a little harder than mine in that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was the only one. And that makes it even as it goes on and on and on. And the days keep piling up. It just, uh, but there's a reason behind that, you know, and, and I like the reason, which I won't get into. But, uh, you know, it, there's a good reason why he's the only one. 
So that was really cool. I appreciated that a lot. I got to say, being originally a Jersey boy, it was I, I recognized a lot of the locations and how you melded them together into one place. I thought it was cool. And, uh, you know, it was nice to see some of those parts that I frequented many times in my youth and then even older, too. So it was good to see that. Some good locations. I really appreciated that. And obviously off season. That's yeah. all Craig's hometown. He's a Jersey boy. Bobby's, Bobby's great idea was the cold in the off season. I mean, it's, you know. It's very fitting with your character. <laughs> yeah, it's a time loop film, but this is so much more than that. And that's what I really appreciated that. In some ways, I thought it was really a character study and really it, it the story of, of Jules and Bobby, but it's really we really get to see what Bobby is about and warts and all. And uh, there's some good and there's some bad. And that's about all I'll say. But what's it like to, to play this guy and to literally let us into his head? <laughs> good question. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's, I mean, obviously it's a huge challenge. We already discussed that, but it's also, an incredible role to take again not, not to repeat myself but bobby is is all over the place he doesn't you know he doesn't it's not played on the nose at all you know i wanted it, him to be genuine uh in in how he feels and he does he means well as for the most part and but he does have this sinister side and the relationship is rocky and he's kind of desperately reaching out for his last leg of hope here which is kind of like the uh the days in the the days in the life of uh, of Bobby at the end, um, and he's yeah. trying to figure things out, and so is the audience. So. I feel like you want to know what his childhood was like after knowing him in this movie, right? What happened to Bobby as a kid? <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. <laughs> Craig, did you get a chance to rehearse with these guys at all? A little bit, but I guess you know the biggest rehearsal was the fact that we had a comfort level because we were friends at this point. We knew each other socially and. And professionally putting the, the pieces together of the film. So, I, you know, we could be really transparent with our feelings and frustrations and trials and tribulations. So there was a nice uh, shorthand that, you know, you get to develop with an artist that's a luxury. And in the case of, of um, Augie and Michael and myself, we had the, you know, a comfort level. So on set, I, you know, I got out of their way. I got to tell them where to stand basically and just let them do their thing. And, I was trusting in their talent and ability and understanding in the material. So it made, made things nice for me because there's, as you know, so many other details that go through uh, the director's brain on any given day. So it was really nice to know that both of these guys had my back and vice versa. And we were, it was a wonderful experience just in terms of the journey. I think we all had a, a love, bit of a love fest and uh, that's a really nice feeling. And it, it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes, you know, under lower budget situations, there can be really, really arduous filming challenges and, and, and tempers flare and you're dealing with the sun and the money and the, the days and the weather and, and it was cold and it was bloody. So it wasn't necessarily the most comfortable shoot, but we had a common vision and common goal. So there really was kind of a sense of spree decor where everybody brought their A game and, and kind of checked their egos at the door. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. Michael and Augie, not only are you in the film, you're also co-producers. 
that's a pretty cool deal to have more of a say in what's going on. Speak about wearing that particular hat. And Augie can yeah. go first. Craig is super collaborative. Um, and as the film went on and uh, funding dropped out a couple of times as indie filming does, uh, and then we finally found a little funding. I put my two cents in, in terms of connections that I have here in LA, some indie filmmakers. So I brought on some people like the DP and line producer and so forth. And we kind of just melted our groups together and made this film. So, I mean, that's part of producing too. I mean, there's the, you know, there's the number part, which I could never do. You couldn't pay me. I wouldn't know what to do with numbers. We have Maria for that, our friend who's amazing. We did that part and he also did a lot of work. I mean, yeah, because we're all just jumping in team. and it's uh, I, I credit Augie with kind of infusing uh, a degree of confidence. Mm -hmm. I'd been at Disney uh, for nine years as a creative VP, very much pampered and spoiled. But Augie was like, let's just do it. So we do movies in L.A. all the time for no money. So I was really kind of nervous. And I, I originally I was like, well, I don't know if I'm your guy. I don't know if I'm the guy to do this. And she was just relentless and she just was very encouraging and loving and supportive and and kind of helped bolster my my confidence and surround me with young extremely talented people who their enthusiasm was really infectious on the set and it kind of helped uh again give me that extra oomph that little shot in the arm to um to take this journey as a as a, as a film family and i think the result shows on the on the big screen absolutely there's so many layers to this film I'm still digesting. I'll just say just the mysterious man in the hoodie. And, uh, you know, I really, you know, I really got kind of a sense of a little Igmar Bergman in there, you know, that was, it kind of uh, fit that a little bit. Obviously we're not going to give anything away because he's very central to the plot, but kind of uh, talk about him, Craig, a little bit and, uh, and was he in the original screenplay or something? And, and did he kind of morph as you went to actually shoot? Well, I'll give you a funny little anecdote. And, and, and I will credit it with perhaps the best decision I made, which was casting an actor to play that role. Because originally we were just going to throw that together with extras and crew. And that would have failed miserably. And it would have been a terrible disaster. And I wasn't sleeping well. And I, I don't sleep well regularly. But in particular, I was worried about this shadowy figure and I kind of had an epiphany and I said, we need to hire an actor who knows how to move, who knows body language and body movement. So I made the decision to hire an actor through uh, my friend Tom Waits, who plays Larry, Thomas G. Waits, wonderful actor. And he was a student. Uh, Joshua, who played the shadowy man, was a student of Tom. So when Josh came in, Michael and I and Josh actually spent a second unit day of just shooting the two of them and get oh. really great footage of of this figure and his body movement it adds a lot to the film and if had we not done that and had I not made that decision I think the film would have suffered immeasurably so I was really pleased that we actually you know went the extra mile and brought in because if you read it on the page you think well maybe we can get away with it maybe we put him in the background but it really wasn't the case it was uh, a central figure and character in the film and it really enriches the film in a way that is uh, completely satisfying. No, I think Josh is just an incredible actor. He's going to, I have a feeling he's going to blow up. That's just my, my theory. <laughs> so he starts with the shadow man and he blows up from there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's cool. There's blood in this film, obviously. And um, 
It, uh, I, I'm trying to dance a little bit around this question, but what's it like to play with the blood? I'll just put it that way. Oh, that's funny. It's that's funny. An Augie. That's gotta go to you, Augie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, that was Hell Week, which was called Blood Week, which was <laughs> fun for me. I wanted to commit a crime. Uh, I was in blood, sticky blood, because it's not real blood. So it's like, you know, it's this fake, terribly uncomfortable blood. And because we had to do it so much, you get to a point where you're like, I can't anymore. So I had those moments. <laughs> beginning, I was like, this is cool. I can deal with this. I've done this before. Come on. Uh, but then when you do it straight for a whole week, uh, you lose your mind. Yep, definitely. <laughs> so that is the honest answer. Blood week is not fun, but it's worth it because it looks dope on the film. <laughs> it certainly does. I mean, there are some, there's some good, there's some good action. I'll just say that. Blood and you know, behind your knees and your elbows. It's just like, a, like the nails on the chalkboard for me. I could not have done that. So she was not only a true, but it really, she really uh, delivers the goods in those scenes. <laughs> is that the infamous probably Cairo syrup? Is that what they used? Yeah. Are they? They have something new nowadays too. Yeah, they got it. I think all. it is. Yeah, for, for the large amounts. I mean, not not they're saying there are large amounts in this movie. <laughs> Trailer. Everyone will know. It's it's bloody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not blood for the sake of blood. It's very, very. We use it very judiciously. I must say. Yes, you do. I mean, I've seen films that really go overboard, and you used it. You used it when it needed to be used. Let's put it oh, that way. That is true. That's a good. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I've seen literally people using gallons on movies, and it's just like after a while, it you know, you, you there's that line you cross where it, when it's too much, it becomes comical. So you yeah. really have to be judicious on how you well, do. The, the film really is is the win is is the Augie and, and Michael's performances. It's, there's so many genre films with interchangeable characters that get you know killed in imaginative ways, but you don't you don't care about them. Yeah. And with Bobby and Jules, we spend so much time with them as a couple and a loving couple. And I think that love is infectious. And I think people were not only going to buy it, but I think they're going to feel really invested in the two of them as a couple. So that when the stakes get higher, you care about them. And I think, um, therefore, you care about the, their journey in the film in, in total. That's what hooked me, really, was the relationship. I grounded it for me. I mean, I, if, if anything of that was off, if the acting was off, I would have been like, oh, I'm just tuning this out. Your performance is really is the uh, the bedrock of this movie. Wow, thank you. That means a lot. Thank you for that. We had an incredibly easy director to work with who, like he said, got out of our way, but was com completely had the vision in his head. And in, in addition, being able to work freely with um, your your life partner, who you know so well, yeah. those combined, I think, really had yeah, chem magic. chemistry for all was, I think, the main goal yeah. here. We all had chemistry, you know, so Craig, me, Michael, just let's just do this and make it as real as we can. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I look at this film. Uh, yeah, you can say horror. Absolutely. But also a character study. Um, I like I kind of also like the fact that, uh, you know, reality is kind of altered a little bit. Um, and maybe we see reality from one point of view. And I get that's the safest way to say it. And that's what I like about it as well. Uh, starting with you, Craig, how do, how do you, now that it's complete and everything, 
have you had a chance to look back and to see all the different layers of the film? And what does it all mean to you at this point? I've seen the film so many times. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever watch the film again, frankly. I didn't even see it at the premiere. And uh, it's hard for me because I was, you know, you're so familiar with every frame of the film that I'm really looking forward and looking to working with these two again and finding other projects to further our professional creative relationships. I'm very, I'm very proud of the film and I'm very confident this, this film is going to find a, a really nice audience and, and the love that we've been getting to date has been pretty uh, incredible and we're humbled by it. And it's a privilege to be able to get to do what we do. None of that lost on any of us. And so we're just really eternally grateful and, and thankful for even folks such as yourself who, who seem to appreciate the work. And for you guys, I mean, you're in the center of it all. So what's it like? Uh, how does it how does it sit with you now that you're a little distant from it? I'm really proud of the film. I didn't know where it was going to go. You know, when you do these indies, you don't know whether it's going to be on the table and no one sees it or it, but it's bigger than we thought it would be. And I'm actually super proud of it. So, yeah. And you likewise, know, um, yeah. I, I don't think we're out of the thick of it yet. Today uh, being day, you know, yeah. I, I feel like I'm still reliving the day. So we <laughs> <laughs> haven't quite left it yet. We haven't quite uh, left I hear you. Yeah, we hope the audience likes it too. And we hope they perceive it well. And, and like the messages, the little nuanced messages in it, especially at the end. And, you know, I think it well, like Craig said, we'll find its audience and they'll appreciate it. You know, there's always haters and there's lovers, though. So. We'll see. Mm -hmm. The reward is really the journey for us. I mean, when, when you do what we do, it's really about the journey. And it sounds maybe cliche, but, you know, you make the film and, and you want the audience to get to the film. But in between the filmmaker and the audience, there's just layer upon layer upon layer of stuff that you just have to deal with, whether that's distributors or festivals or agent, sales agents. It's just there's this onion of, of layers. And sometimes it's a little bit disheartening and it can be frustrating with films, there's lots of agendas out there now in terms of who gets to make films, how films are made. And we just wanted to make something that was, you know, imaginative and entertaining. And we feel like we accomplished that. So we're, you know, we feel like it's already in the win column for us, regardless of what happens moving forward. It was a, a, an honor, honor to work with these guys. It was an enjoyable shoot. And uh, I'm very proud of the film. Well said. Likewise. I agree. What he said. <laughs> well, I can say I could see the hard work that went into it. And I know indie filmmaking can be very hard work, but it's all there. Cinematography, production value, the acting, of course, and the writing is there, too. Uh, and just some really imaginative camera work and, and, and cuts. And uh, it's just all there. And the editing is really good, too. There's a couple of sequences you want to actually go back and replay because it, it, there's so much going on, but it's so cool. So really, congratulations. Uh, you guys have something special here. Honestly, I've seen a lot of movies lately. And this one, this one really jumps up the list because it is just really well done. Wow. Thank you so much. Amazing to hear. Thank you. And Augie, it's nice to see you developing as an artist, too, and uh, and really just working on your craft and uh, and Michael, it's nice to meet you as well. And Craig, uh, boy, I'll tell you, you guys are doing some good work together. I certainly would love to see you guys work again together. 
That's so sweet. Thanks so much. So good to see you. You look amazing, by the way. You oh, thanks. Well, a little older, <laughs> but hey, I'm still around. <laughs> so it's a good thing. We all are. <laughs> yes, that's right. Go that's enjoy right. your cake and happy birthday to your old man. I will. Yeah. I will pass that on. <laughs> I will pass that on. The film is 645. Folks, this is a really good film. This is not your average horror film. There are some really good layers. And probably like me, you'll be thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it and digesting it because there's so much to digest. And then at the end, I will say, not a mini spoiler, but I do like the Hitchcockian end. And I'll just leave it at that. Thank you, guys. And thank you all for listening to Sci-Fi Talk. Until next time.